And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to our weekly combat sport episode that we close out the sports week with Stay Tuned Sports. We talk UFC, any type of pay-per-views coming up that weekend, Bellator news, and even bare-knuckle boxing, uh, which is next week, which I'm kind of excited because I missed last month's um, pay-per-view because I was camping. And the highlights I was seeing, man, I missed a good one, it looks like, but... Before we get into the show, though, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page, as well as our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to that. I'm gonna get the the videos, the shows up to date this weekend over there, so you guys can go back there to re-listen. Or if you want, if you don't want to head to iTunes, we are actually on Pandora now. Uh, as of last week, I believe it was. But you could also find us on Spotify, Google, uh, Music, I think it is now, uh, iTunes, pretty much anywhere. Uh, I'm trying to get us out there so you guys could listen to our shows and at any time that you want. So uh, hopefully you guys are having a good weekend. I hope you and your kids had a good, safe Halloween last night. Um, took my kids out. I dressed up as a Notre Dame football player from last week's Michigan game, half retarded, which kind of comes naturally to me if you ask our good friend King and shoulders. <laughs> but the boys got a lot of candy for myself. I mean, for them. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys have are having a good weekend. And let's go out with a bang with the show and get this thing kicked off. So... It's a little bit of a, a somber um, news story. Uh, Walt Harris came out um, last week and announced that his stepdaughter has been missing since October 24th. Um, she's 19 years old. And I want to bring this up and, and touch on the story real quick just to, just to help get any type of information out there so you guys could... Keep an eye out and, and, and find this girl and reunite her with her, her family. Um, so the story is that October 24th, she went missing. Um, she's a student at Southern Union State Community College. Um, the one story I saw was her friend came out and said that she met a guy on a dating app and was on her way to go meet him. Um, I'm not sure if that person is being investigated or anything. I didn't see nothing like that, but I'm just trying to give you the facts that I've found so far. Um, Walt Harris and his, uh, her, her mother, um, the, the, the stepdaughter's name is Anaya Blanchard, by the way. Um, if you go on, you know, Twitter or even UFC, I'm sure they have a picture there of her. So if you guys see her out. Um, they also probably have all the information with the phone numbers and everything of who to call. Um, as of right now, uh, the, the police are fearing that there is foul play in it. They found her car um, marked up, kind of looked like it was in an accident. 
you know, we're not, we're, we're hoping for the best and hoping that she's safe somewhere. Um, but as of right now, John Jones and Dana White in the UFC are pledging $25,000 as a reward for any information into this uh, incident. And as of uh, to earlier today, that has been increased up to $80,000. So any information you guys have, please get in touch with the, the local police authorities. Um, like I said, you could probably go to UFC or even contact Walt Harris on Twitter uh, to find out, just give to him the information. You know, let's let's really rally together as a family here and, and find this girl and reunite her with the with her family, and hopefully she is found safe. So, and I, and as far as I go, you know, with two uh, two kids of my own, I just want to send my prayers and best wishes to um, Walt Harris and his family, and hopefully find this. Find his stepdaughter safe. So also earlier uh, this week, Kat Zangano Gano, um, signed with Bellator. I, I kind of had a feeling that she was going to sign there. Um, eventually, she was released earlier this year from UFC uh, from her contract because she had a couple um, couple things she had going on in her personal life that she wanted to take care of. And her and UFC just could not come up with a, a new fight day. So they basically mutually agreed to uh, two part ways. Um, if there's one area of Bellator, I think they may be equal, if not better than um, as far as divisions is the featherweight women's division at Bellator. Now, with Kat's uh, signing, that also puts her name in with Chris Cyborg that will be fighting Julia Budd January 25th for the 145-pound belt. Um, the statement that Zingano released with uh, told ESPN on this past Tuesday was, They asked me what, I, what would make me happy and motivated. I told them then they came back with an even bigger number. Initially, can't lie, I was struggling with making a decision only because my mind was fatigued and I had a few things completely physically wrong with myself. I'm happy with how it came together. I can still accomplish the few things I had yet to accomplish in the UFC, just a different platform. I get to set brand new goals and do it a whole new fresh blank slate. I get to start over. I get to reinvent. I get to go back to my roots if I want to. I get to get excited and nervous for the new possibilities, and that makes me—that makes my heart happy. These uh, these extra ten pounds will just about as lovely as the fact I now get sponsors. That last statement there, I think, is is huge, and you're gonna start seeing more and more UFC fighters, I believe, coming to Bellator or uh, one championship is the fact that. UFC has exclusive sponsorship rights with Reebok, meaning any UFC fighters cannot go uh, get Nike sponsors or um, Adidas sponsors or anything like that. But Bellator, they're still like how UFC was uh, what, five, definitely 10 years ago, 
I forget how long the Reebok um, deal has been in place so far, but with this Reebok deal with UFC, really Reebok and UFC is making 90% of the money and only giving them 10% kickback to the fighters. Whereas now, if you go to Bellator or any of these other promotions, uh, you basically would get the flip. You would get 90%, maybe Bellator would get 10% or, or whatnot. And for, you know, fighters that kick off cards, they're only making maybe four grand, five grand for that fight. Main eventers, depending on the names, they're looking at 10, 12 grand. And here's UFC making million dollars off of pay-per-views and fight cards and only giving a little bit back to the guys. Unless you're like Amanda Nunez, Daniel Cromier, the bigger names, you know. And I think Bellator is going to be up there soon enough with talent because in the end, you got to pay your trainers, you got to pay your sparring partners, you got to pay your your dietitians, you know, and 10 grand for a eight-week fight camp, that's not a whole lot. I mean, you really think about it. You fight. Okay, let's actually, let's go with uh, Katsangano right now. Her last fight, she lost because, you know, of a TKO. Because her opponent went for the head kick. And her toe actually scratched her eye and could not go on. So, here she is. Months and months later, still without a, a fight. So, you know, how, how does she survive with this income? I mean, obviously, her fights prior to that fight, I'm sure she saved the money and, and was able to get away. But if you're opening up a fight card only making five grand or ten grand and you get hurt like that and you're out six months, you're only making 20 grand a year? How can you live off that? I mean, 20 grand a year, that's basically part-time. Now, if you're... You know, think about a couple of years ago with Kimbo Slice coming in. He had that that name was never a a main eventer. He was always the the middle card or at the very end there, um, kicked off a pay per view or a fight card, and he could have you know Adidas sponsor because he had that he has that name. So now the the five grand that you get from the fight, and you'll get another. Five grand or seven grand from the, from your sponsorship. Now you're up to twelve grand. Okay, you know it's a little bit better instead of you know a thousand dollars from Reebok compared to the seven that Adidas would give you. So I, I think you're definitely going to see more fighters being attracted to that, and you know the competition is going to get better. I mean it is. It is still good. It, it is entertaining still. It's no um, local fairgrounds MMA fight. You know, they they have their own pay-per-views. The only thing I don't like that Bellator has been doing the past couple times is they would have three fight cards on a weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, you think you would want to space that out. Even, even two, you know, a Friday and a Saturday fight card would be okay once in a while, but not... Not every weekend. You know, last weekend they, they had it. And I, I 
think they no just last weekend they had it. I think the two weeks earlier they also had it but I hope uh, you know I hope Kat, Kat Zangano um, it sounds like she's her heart is back into it you know she's more motivated she did have one of those projects that she was uh, talking about was a ESPN documentary that is uh, that you could watch right now if you wanted to. So when we come back from break, UFC 244 is this weekend. Last weekend start the the drama, and there's still drama going on right now. So when we come back, we'll talk about exactly what is going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your good friend Jibbo from Stay Tuned Sports. Are you looking to get into writing or putting out podcasts to give your hot takes or your opinion about certain subjects of the major sports or even e-gaming? Well, head over to bellyupsports.com and send the guys a message to get some information about how you could join our family. I've been part of the Bellyup Sports family since February, and I'll tell you what. It's a, a bunch of great guys and gals help each other all out. And don't judge each other about what we put out there. So if you're interested, head over to bellyupsports.com. Send a message to the guys. We're looking for writers, editors, even podcasters. So again, that is bellyupsports.com. Head over there, message them, and even read some of our articles. And welcome back, guys, after that quick little break there. So UFC 244 is tomorrow night. Well, today's Friday, so tomorrow night. But by the time you guys be listening to this, it will be later on. (laughs) Um, So yeah, last week started off some drama, controversy with Nate Diaz uh, possibly failing a urine test. And then now today, at the weigh-ins, Kevin Gastelum used his trainer to lean on during weigh-ins. So the story that that broke uh, sounded like he was having some trouble getting his weight under control to to be able to fight Darren Till, which is another type of uh, story there as well. Um... But the New York State Athletic Commission came out and said that disciplinary action will be taken after it was determined, after seeing some of the videos that he did, in, in fact, make contact with his coach. They don't believe it affected his weight too much, so that's why they are still going to let this fight go on. But he refused to, he didn't ask for the, the hoop. Um, towel or however you want to call it that they normally use because in 2017 the New York State Athletic Commission also had another incident that involved Daniel Cromier pushing down on a towel to eliminate some of his weight which at that time 
they did not catch. Now, if you if you look at the pictures, it does look like he's pushing down, but how much again did that affect his weight? Um, now I did allude to about Darren Till about the the, the situation here. So earlier this week, it came out that. Darren Till was having some issues with his visa, getting his visa to be able to come to New York. The funny part about this story with this whole weight thing with Gaslam was he wasn't willing to fight um, the the backup fighter, uh, Conier, I think is his last name. I think that's how you pronounce it. Because, and I understand why, um, basically taking on three, four days notice, he's been training for Darren Till. Um, two totally different guys. I mean, both do have good boxing, but maybe Gaslam wants to wrestle Darren Till and not wrestle uh, Konye. Um But Gaslam comes in today and kind of has to cheat in a way, I guess if you want to call it that. Now, he, he did end up making weight. He did make he weighed in at 184, which is two pounds under the weight limit for middleweight. Um, I'm curious to see what the the punishment's going to be. Now, I think the only way that any of these commissions could eliminate any type of cheating is not have the coaches up there, not have your training partners, and have two more commission guys or people up there to hold a towel up if they need a towel or the, the hoop. That way, if a fighter decides to push down on the hoop or lean on a person, obviously they're not going to do it with the, the commission right there. You know, so... And this isn't the first time Gastelum had some weight issues. I mean, when he first came to UFC, he was pretty close to being cut from the USC because he, he failed to miss weight or failed to make weight um, two or three times. Now, he did go on a good string there where he did make weight without any issues. This is the first time, I want to say, uh, probably two, three years that he had an issue. So, if I was... The commission, the, the disciplinary action that I would do is just a fine. I, I wouldn't do a suspension. Maybe keep 25% of his purse, whatever it will be at the end of the night. And hopefully he will learn his lesson from, from that. So before we go, I want to give my normal uh, picks for... UFC 244 and I'll tell you what there's like this is a hell of a card there's like two or three fights on here that could actually be a main event on any other card I mean obviously Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz is the, is the main event for this one that could be a main event for anyone and that's why it is for UFC 244 the co-main event you have Kevin Gastelum versus Darren Till in the middleweight division that could be a main event on a, a fight night card now, if this was like a number one's contender, I would say it could be even a main event card. Uh, main of uh, a main main event card. Um, 
Stephen Thompson versus Vicente Lecou. You know, that's a that's a hell of that's gonna be a hell of a fight. Derek Lewis versus Blago Ivanov in the heavyweight division. And then Kevin Lee dropping back down the lightweight versus Gregor Jalipsy. All the I, I really think this is gonna be a entertaining card. I, I could see two or three knockouts on this main main card. Um and maybe two decisions on the two other fights. So jumping into it, Kevin Lee versus Gregor Jalipsy at the 155 pound uh, weight class, lightweight. So Kevin Lee dabbled for one fight up at 170 and he, he was just, he looked terrible. He should have never went up there. And even now moving back down, I think he may have jumped too soon out of 170. I, I said when, uh, a few episodes ago when he did fight that week, it's going to take him one or two fights at 170 to get used to that extra weight. Now moving back down to 155, maybe that one fight at 170 may help him. I, I think it's going to be the opposite. I think Kevin Lee's window of opportunity I think is nearly shut I, I, I just can't see him doing a, a title run here especially going up against Gregor Lipsy. he's a very tough opponent and I'm actually going to go with uh, Gregor here with the win um, I think this could be a decision win but I don't think Gregor is going to run right through Kevin Lee I think Lee is going to put up a fight I think ultimately Gregor is going to win this one. Now, again, how the judges have been lately, who who the hell knows? I mean, I didn't get to watch the UFC fights last weekend, but from again reading on Twitter, um, Michael uh, was it Michael Johnson just got robbed, supposedly. Um, even he thought. He raised his hand before the, the card was even finally read. So, who knows what's going to happen. If I was any of these fighters co uh, coaches, I'd be getting into the head right now. Listen, do not, do not let it get to the judges' hands because you never know what's going to happen. After that fight, we have Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis versus Blago Ivanov in the heavyweight division. I love Derek Lewis. Um, I've been a fan of his for, I would say, about five, six fights now. I would say it was about three fights before the him dropping his shorts and Joe Rogan saying, why is your shorts off? He's, my balls are hot. <laughs> but wasn't a fan of his when he fought Francis Nagano when they only threw like three punches the whole fight. That was just boring as all hell. And I'm hoping that we never have a fight like that with him again. He does have back issues throughout his career. Um, but I, I think he pulls out a knockout win here. If it doesn't happen in the first round, I could see it happening in the third round. A lot of these heavyweights don't have a, a, a very good cardio. You know, last guys that have any type of good cardio is like Keen Velasquez um, 
Junior Dos Santos when he, when he was a little bit younger, not, not so much now. But when these heavyweights get to those third round and they're all tired and they, they just start getting sloppy with their, their blocking, and Lewis just seems like he has that power throughout the fight, even when he gets tower, uh, tired. So he could get that, that one lucky punch. But I do think he's going to pull out the win here with the knockout. After that fight, we have Steven Thompson versus Vicente Lecou. Um, I haven't seen Lecou fight, I think, since earlier this year. I was very impressed with him. Steven Thompson is a very good fighter as well. But I just think Lecou is going to be able to get around that karate style that Steven Thompson um, throws out there. And this one I could see being a knockout as well. Because I think Lecou has some 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 power behind that. I don't want to say power. Because I mean, you know, when you think power, you, you think a flash knockout. But I think he's going to catch Thompson, stun him, and then just ground and pound him until the ref stops it. But I could see that happening in like the third round. I think it'll lead up to that. I think the first round is going to be more of a feeling out process. Because they both are... Dangerous fires in their own element. Um, and I think by the third round, Lecou, I think, will have Thompson figured out and be able to put him on his butt and just ground and pound till the ref steps in and calls the fight off. Then we got the co-main event, Kevin Gastelum versus Darren Till. Uh, Darren Till. Now, before today, I would have been... 100% sure Kevin Gaslam was going to win this fight because this is Darren Till's first fight up at 185. Till didn't have any issues making the weight, even with all the the stress of not getting a visa type stuff. Kevin Gaslam did. Most of the time when we see fighters have a hard time making weight, whether it's being too heavy or being too light, it affects them fight night. Gastelum has good striking, so does Darren Till. I really think now, after today, if Darren Till can get to late second round, early third round, I think he could pull the upset. Not a lot of people are counting on Darren Till to win this one. Gastelum has a good string of, of fights going on now. He's maybe after this fight, possibly a shot at the title. And I think with this weight saga that happened today, may derail that, that chance at a title run or a title shot after this fight. So I'm going with Darren Till with a ref stoppage. I don't think he's going to completely knock him out, but I think Gastelum is going to gas out to the point that he's going to get sloppy with his blocking. Till's going to catch him and throw a couple more punches and then the ref's going to stop it. So, so far I got Kevin Lee, Derek Lewis, LeCou, and Darren Till all winners. And then it is main event time for the baddest motherfucker title. I haven't seen the belt yet. I know they were, were um, unveiling it today with The Rock. Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz, welterweight division, both made weight, no problems. 
We know the the saga that happened to Diaz last week. That's past them. This fight's ready to go. Miami versus California. I'm going with Masvidal. Masvidal's got a two, two-fight win streak, with the last one being Ben Askren, who is talking retirement. I'm going to give that another week and then see how that all plays out. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. But Nate Diaz came back to fight Anthony Pettis, and I'll tell you what, that was a very impressive win. I'm not putting Masvidal as a, he's going to run through Diaz. I think this is going to be an all-out war. You know, three, five rounds, however many rounds it is. I see this one going to decision. I see both guys going to be bloody. I don't think you're going to see a lot of ground, uh, groundwork. You know, maybe a couple takedowns here and there. But I think the majority of the fight is going to be on their feet. I hope that UFC fans, though, give the first round a free pass. I really feel the first round is going to be a feeling out uh, process. They both have very good striking, so they got to figure out their reach and their distance and stuff like that. But I think second round comes in, and you're going to see a different fight. I think you're going to see an uptick in the 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 output between these two. But I got Jorge Hate Masvidal winning by decision. A close decision. And The Rock putting the belt around him. Well, folks, I believe that's going to be it for us this week. I'm really excited about tomorrow. First card. I'm hoping that it's... It, it, uh, lives up to everything that we've all been hoping for. So, before I sign off, head over to Twitter, follow the show at ST Sports Podcast. I most likely, 99% sure, will be live tweeting it for the main card. I was going to try to do um, Twitter Live, but for some reason, my laptop won't let me do it. So, I will be live tweeting this fight card, starting with the Kevin Lee fight. Wouldn't mind you guys chiming in with your opinions about what I say or, you know, my my opinions. So that's ST Sports Podcast. Follow myself at Jimbo ST Sports. Head over to Facebook, like and share our page. Um, YouTube, subscribe our channel. And also when you go on to Twitter, I have the Teespring page for our t-shirts on there as well. And head over to bellyupsports.com as well and show their, their page some love. We're part of the Belly Up uh, Podcast Network. So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.